So we announced that uh, we crossed $100 million of ARR and our valuation for the last funding round was uh, around $1.5 billion. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Girish Maturabhutam. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Freshworks, one of the world's fastest growing SaaS product companies, winning the Economic Times Startup of the Year in 2016 and the Business Standard Startup of the Year in 2017. Freshworks now has a suite of products for businesses worldwide, including Fresh Desk, Fresh Service, Fresh Sales, Fresh Caller, Fresh Team, Fresh Chat, and Fresh Marketer. Girish, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes. All right. Very good. So I, you know, I think a lot of people listening maybe have heard or definitely have heard of one of these products and they go, oh my gosh, one guy and one team is behind all of these things. So tell us the founding story. When did you launch the company and uh, which of these product lines is your focus right now? Yeah. So uh, we started the company in October, 2010. And uh, at that time we started with only one product, uh, Fresh Desk. Uh, Fresh Desk, our whole idea was, uh, the story is, uh, Coming from a life incident, I was moving back from the U.S. Uh, to India, uh, um, and I was shipping my stuff back. And uh, long story short, my when my stuff arrived, my TV was broken. You know, the fancy 40-inch uh, LCD TV was yep. broken. And I tried contacting customer care since I had purchased insurance, but uh, five and a half months, uh, numerous phone calls and emails later, they still wouldn't uh, pay my insurance money. So at that point, I didn't care about the money. I wanted revenge. And justice. So actually, <laughs> the, so the best actually, revenge is justice, right? Yeah. So I actually uh, uh, shared my experience online on an online forum where I found the uh, shipping company and I posted pictures of my TV and posted my story, and the community started engaging. Um, the next day, the president of the company came and apologized, and the next day, money was in my bank. So I sensed that there was a paradigm shift happening. In the world of customer support, this was February 2010 when uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, using Twitter for support was not mainstream yet. So I, I got this idea to build a fresh help desk, um, which uh, helps companies to listen to customer complaints, not just on uh, over email or phone call, but also on Facebook and Twitter and so on. So I think... Uh, that was the original idea to build fresh a fresh help desk, and we called it Fresh Desk. And help me understand. So, so you know, you have fr- actually give me the order real quick. So, Fresh Desk was first, and then quickly, what was second, third, fourth, and fifth? 
Yeah, so fresh service was second, uh, fresh sales was third, and then um, fresh chat was the first. And what about fresh team and fresh caller? So it came after immediately after. Oh, oh, so fresh chat, fresh caller, and fresh team were all kind of together. Together, almost in the same week or two weeks. So. Okay. All right. So that, I mean, that's so I mean, you're averaging what basically one new product line every you know one and a half years, essentially, correct? I don't count. <laughs> tell, tell, so tell me how you, one of the things I'm interested in, in is how you're doing cohort analysis across your customer bases, right? You have six different product lines and I'm sure you have different cohorts in each of those different product lines. Walk me through how you, what kind of, kind of analysis you guys are doing on a quarterly or, or monthly basis with your executive team. So, so I think uh, the context here is, uh, see, fresh desk and fresh service are uh, uh, not really, uh, complementary products. One is focused on an entirely different buyer. So the external customer support and internal customer support. So uh, there is not a lot of overlap between those two. Before I answer your question, uh, so Fresh Sales was the first product we got out, uh, um, which really could be sold into our existing customer base. And uh, then the other four products we launched last year. So what we do is, again, as part of our uh, uh, board meetings and investor uh, analysis, we do all this uh, fancy. Uh, I had to learn all of this stuff like the layer cake analysis and and uh, the net expansion into new products and so on. And uh, I think what we see as a very big opportunity for us is the fact that uh, I think less than uh, only five percent of our customers actually use more than uh, one product, which is uh, oh wow uh, more the fact that uh, all the products are new. And uh, so we didn't want to put a cross sale team. Uh, I wanted to do product-based auto discovery. So like two months ago, uh, I think we launched uh, uh, Freshworks uh, Unified Experience with uh, with an Omnibar and a single sign-on called Fresh ID. So, so I am a product person. So I believe that uh, for our uh, SMB customers, I want to do product-led discovery, automatic discovery of products. Like how when you sign up for Gmail, you don't sign up for Google Docs or Calendar or you just use them, right? So... So that's the kind of uh, product integration we have done, and um, now we will uh, we are starting to see that uh, uh, cohort of customers using more than one product move up rapidly, and we are also in the process of uh, seeing if we can do a cross sell program across our customers. No, no touch though, all in product. Till now, everything is in product. Yep, very good. So, give me an average like across all these products. I mean, you're is this mainly for the SMB? Like, what's the average price point? Would you say across these things? No, so so we have uh, see one uh, more than one third of our customers uh, and our revenue, sorry, comes from uh, larger customers. So we have sixty five percent of our revenue from SMB customers and thirty five percent from what we call mid market or large enterprise customers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and give me if people want to start with you, you know, they want to start with fresh sales today. I mean, are they t- you're talking ten bucks a month to get started, a thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks? Where's it generally start or average? So I think uh, uh, fresh sales today. Um, okay, if you can want to get started, you can get started at zero. But the average customer today uh, pays us, uh, I think, around twelve hundred annual contract. Value. Okay, got it. And now they're paying on a monthly basis, though, right? Are you locking them into an annual contract? Yeah, most of them pay on a monthly basis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very good. And then breakdown. It sounds like there's some funding here because you mentioned you have a board. So how much have you raised to date? Uh, so till now, we have raised close to two hundred fifty million dollars. Two hundred fifty million. And when was the first round? So first round was uh, closed October 28, 2011. 2011. Okay, so fairly, fairly, only about one year after your launch. Why did you decide kind of 12 months in that the right the right path was going to be to go down the venture path? 
Yeah, that's a very interesting question. And uh, see, there are two things. One is in a SaaS business model, um, the marketing costs are very front-loaded. So I have to spend, let's say, for example, $1,000 to acquire a customer who's paying me $100 a month. So unless I have real word of mouth and virality, uh, which usually happens when you are like a new category creator. But when we started, we started in help desk, which was an existing category with multiple players. So it was important to kind of uh, get funding in order to pay for the front loaded marketing costs. So and, and get scaled. And I think uh, this is a question that many entrepreneurs ask us, ask me, actually, should they be bootstrapping or should they get busy funded? So I think if you are in a uh, category where there's a lot of competition and if some of your competition is already funded, it's probably a better idea to get funding and scale rapidly because VCs are going to look for other players in the category. And if you are still bootstrapping, maybe others will get uh, um, funded and um, build a superior product quickly and scale. Yep. But whereas if you have a nice moat and if you are actually uh, um, like you don't have a lot of direct competition, then you will have enough word of mouth. And if you can also manage larger customers, then you can profitably bootstrap. Yep. And so help us understand today, you know, you recently did a raise. Uh, wh- how much, what was the valuation? What have you hit in terms of ARR run rate? So we announced that uh, we crossed $100 million of ARR and our valuation for the last funding round was uh, around $1.5 billion. And and an IPO is coming up? So we don't have a definite date yet, but I think that is the one of the obvious choices. And again, we are excited about that uh, uh, because like, there has been no product company from India uh, that has actually IPO'd. So that would be a great uh, uh, story for us to be like one of the, uh, like I, we love Atlassian for yep. uh, the kind of success that they have from Australia. They're the only multi-billion dollar product uh, uh, story from Australia, right? So I think uh, we could do that uh, the same from a, for a company that started out of India. So I think that's the excitement. But having said that, um, we are not on a timeline yet. Uh, we are not, uh, we're still uh, like from the, in the startup stage and moving to a more mature company. I think uh, we are there in terms of revenue, but we have to be ready before we can uh, go. Yep. Now you're in good company. Jay, president of Atlassian was on a couple episodes ago and he said the same thing, how, how proud they are that they were the kind of the only folks in Australia, born in Australia, known for this. So I'm certainly rooting for you. Give us, um, give us some more of the kind of the customer metrics here. So how many customers do you have now on across all the platforms? So, so we have more than 150,000 businesses uh, across all of our products uh, using our software today. That's great. Okay. And if, so if, you're, if you're at about a hundred million run rate today, I mean, I can divide, you know, a hundred million by the 150 and what pe- people are paying you about 56 bucks a month on average. Does that sound about right? No, actually, uh, this includes our free customers also. So we don't break free and uh, pay it separately. Oh, got it. So, so when you say 150,000 users, that includes the free users. No, uh, 150,000 businesses are using, it's not users, it's uh, companies using our software. But uh, since we have premium versions for some of our products, uh, that includes some of the uh, businesses which are using the free version. Okay. How many? So how many are just paid customers? No, I think uh, like we, we don't disclose uh, that break up yet. Okay. Okay. Got it. And and why is that? Is that just a strategic thing, or you're still working on the conversion rate? Uh, basically, we just want to uh, hold it till uh, we are ready to disclose it to public. Basically, our PR team and our CFOs advised us that. Uh, 
uh, keep the numbers uh, for some more time. Yeah, probably fair. Let's shift to something else. If we don't want to talk about customer count, you know, churn is very critical at this price point, especially in the SMB space. 60% of your revenue comes from SMB. How have you managed churn and what is your churn today? So, so I think our uh, churn is uh, kind of uh, in line with business class SaaS companies that uh, have uh, SMB business in, in terms of the SMB business. So it's around, uh, it, it varies by product, uh, probably around, I would say, 2% a month. For that's the that's logo companies. churn per month? Uh, yes, but our dollar-based uh, churn is actually negative because of the expansion revenue. So we have uh, a very healthy uh, expansion, So which means our, our, our revenue churn is negative. I'm very picky with sponsors I have on the show. Usually I use the show and you guys, the audience as leverage to ask for a great deal. And I simply won't take on the sponsor unless number one, I love the product. And number two, they're giving us a special unique deal for our audience. Well, Zendesk reached out recently. And you know, me personally, I've watched other tools in Zendesk, the customer support space, increase price. They try and upsell you 20 different products. It's expensive because they want to move to the enterprise to make their investors happy. Well, Zendesk is publicly traded, and that means they have a lot of cash to throw around, which means they can afford to give startups a great discount. In fact, all these enterprise tools, I convinced them to say, you know what, we'll give it to your audience, Nathan, for free for six months. So here's the caveat. If you're pre-Series B or you have fewer than 50 employees, you're eligible today. Go to nathanmaka.com forward slash Zendesk to get their best customer support tools totally free for six months. Again, that's today, nathanlacka.com forward slash Zendesk. We talked earlier about expansion and how you're driving cross-product expansion with in-product kind of usage-based upselling. Um, you also, it's, but you said that less than 5% of our user base actually pay for more than two products. So I'm assuming most of your expansion right now is coming from someone upgrading inside the same product. Is that accurate? Yes, that is correct. And what, so what price, you know, when we had Brian Halligan on at HubSpot, he talked a lot about the different pricing axes they use to drive higher price, but number of seats, number of usage, number of contacts, things like that. What kind of pricing axes do you use inside your products to drive expansion revenue? So, so today it is uh, broadly only two axes. One is when the com- customer grows in terms of number of seats. Uh, so that is definitely one. Um, and we see a lot in, in our mid-market and large enterprise business, we see a lot of expand, land and expand. Uh, so companies that start with, say, 40, 50 uh, seats actually expand to 200, 500, et cetera. So that's uh, been one axis. The other axis is we also have uh, a customer success program where we uh, manage our, uh, like we have three-tiered customer success program. And uh, for, for our top, like we speak to customers, understand their business challenges. We actually... Uh, upgrade them to higher plans if uh, what they need is something that they've built to the higher planner, but they're not aware of it and they're not using it. So today our account-based expansion is much larger than our plan-based expansion. I see. Okay, so so I heard you say two things. You have two pricing axes in terms of expansion revenue. One is number of seats, which is fairly typical. The second is you have a team of essentially built-in consultants or account managers or customer support people who will recommend additional feature upsells to customers who are not using you to your full extent. Is that right? Yes, that is right. Very good. Interesting. So almost like a consultative sale. No, it is called customer success. So basically, their job is not primarily sales. Their job is more to help adoption and uh, be proactive in their relationship with their customers 
in terms of uh, doing quarterly business reviews and helping customers accomplish what they want with our product. During that process, if they uh, find that the customers need to accomplish something and that particular feature is available in a higher plan, but the customer is on a lower plan, then they suggest that and, and get the customer. Got it. So seat-based upselling and feature-based upselling, two main things. Very good. Talk to me about, you know, we talked about upselling, but let's go back to the top of the funnel here for a second. So customer acquisition, what has proved most effective for you in terms of, you know, customer acquisition? So, so we really have a long tail of online acquisition as uh, the primary. So freemium is definitely something that drives a lot of top of the funnel. And uh, we do uh, all kinds of online acquisition. So we have very little uh, outbound uh, calling, uh, but uh, like, the majority of our leads are inbound and uh, primarily through SEO, SEM. Uh, so I think uh, different products have different splits. We have 50, 50, 60, 40 kind of split between paid and uh, free uh, or organic lead gen. And give me a general so, sense monthly. What are you spending on direct paid Google ads, Facebook ads? Uh, if you had to guess. I don't, uh, probably in the millions of dollars. In the millions of dollars. So between, we'll say between a million and 10 million, you think? Yeah, maybe yes. Yeah, okay, and not not more than not more you're not spending more than 10% of your revenue on 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 direct paid spend is what I'm I'm trying to get at a percentage. And you're talking about uh, uh, millions of dollars per month, right? So, per month, yeah. Okay, good. So maybe, who knows. Very good. And then talk to me about team today. So where are you guys at? How many team mem- members? So we are uh, like 1500 employees and growing. So I think uh, we're adding uh, more. So right now it's around 1500 across all of our offices. And, oh, uh, where are the offices mainly? Where, where's the headquarters? So, so we are headquartered in uh, San Bruno, uh, California, and uh, the largest uh, team is in Chennai, India, the product development team engineering. We also have offices in uh, London, Berlin, uh, and Sydney. Uh, so London and Berlin are around uh, 35, 40 people each. Uh, I think London is 30 and Berlin is probably 40. And, Sydney, Australia is a smaller team, like six people. Very good. And before we wrap up here, Jiresh, with the famous five, uh, I meant to ask you this CAC. So when you look at your fully weighted CAC, I know you're doing a mix of many different things, but generally speaking, what is your fully weighted CAC today? So I think uh, we, again, it's different for different product. What we look at is, see, CAC by itself would be meaningless. What you're, uh, basically, I'm interpreting your question as, uh, what's more interesting uh, for uh, SaaS companies, you have to understand both payback periods and LTV to CAC ratios. So I think uh, each one of our products operates at, uh, say, uh, 15 to 16 month uh, payback on a gross margin basis. Uh, that's what we try to uh, be at and uh, with really healthy LTV to CAC. And sorry, an LTV to CAC of what? Uh, so it de- depends on each product, but we, we know the benchmark is uh, three. So we are, uh, around that. Okay. Very good. So good. Quick, you know, so someone comes on and is paying you 1200 bucks per year. You're saying you're totally willing to spend, you know, 14, 1500 bucks to acquire that logo or that company in the first place. Very good. Um, and talk to me about growth. So you just told us you passed a hundred million dollar run right today. Where were you at a year ago in August or September, 2017? Uh, so, so I think, uh, like we, as a private company yet, we are not ready to disclose some of those. I will have to check with my team. If, uh, but we are growing at, uh, let's say, let me say very, very healthy rates, uh, like north of 
let's say 40 percent north of north of 30 or 40 so i'm just using it as a ballpark north of 40 north of 40 well that's i mean if you're at 100 million run rate today you know growing 30 40 percent year over year is is healthy for obviously that scale so congrats on that growth and is most that coming from new customer acquisition or from expansion so mostly new customers Okay. That's, that's great. Very good. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, execution. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? So Jeff Bezos. Number uh, three, what is your, besides any of your own, what is your favorite online tool for building your business? No. So, so, uh, it used to be one note and, uh, but right now I'm just thinking, uh, probably I would just say, uh, my Mac. <laughs> he he's you struggle because your products i said you can't name one of your own but your products do so many things it's like you don't want to name someone <laughs> that might do something similar i have to ask you actually about that too i mean you go into but you know say, uh, uh, it's it's the entire google suite we are heavy users of that the google docs and uh, hangouts and stuff yeah why do you and how do you get google, a, right, now, uh, right now my favorite tool is zoom zoom okay very good uh, eric will appreciate that he was on a couple episodes ago uh, as well um tell me real quick so like you just you recently launched fresh chat i mean when you look at the space in a kind of isolated way i mean intercom drift people are raising hundreds of millions of dollars you know billions of dollars in valuation when you look at that space why do you go you know what even though there's there's some people here that are well funded and they're only focused on kind of messaging and chat we're going to go after that space H- how do you make that decision so see we are we are not looking at uh, a competition and deciding. So we are looking at the entire market size and uh, our uh, core base. See, we are, our focus is on customer engagement. So when I say customer engagement, uh, like if you look at fresh service or fresh team, we look at employees also as internal customers for the IT team or for the HR team, the employees, the customer. So our core is about how can we make customer engagement across all where the customer life cycle is. Uh, how can we win there? So in that sense, uh, definitely today's customer wants to be omni-channel. So they want to speak on chat or social or email or phone. So that explains why we had to do like caller or chat or whatever. So uh, today's customer, we want to manage all conversations. Today's businesses want to know everything about their customer. So what we are doing is executing on our vision of how do we see the future of customer engagement? That's what we are looking at. So whether it's AIML or omni-channel uh, engagement or full life cycle of customer uh, management. Got it. All right. Uh, number four here. How many hours of sleep are you getting every night? I try to get at least seven hours. Okay. That's healthy. And what's your situation, Juresh? Married, single, kids? Well, I'm, I'm married with two boys. Two little. Are they little or are they out of the, out of the house? Uh, no, they're 14 and 12. Ah, okay. And how old are you? I'm 43. 43. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Okay. I, I should have probably started sooner. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Freshworks. Or sorry, well, everyone knows it for many different products now, but Freshworks, the parent company, started in 2010. Now over six products really focused on customer engagement across every platform. It all started with a broken TV. He couldn't get a freaking insurance or refund on. He said, you know what? I'm going to build this thing myself, make the system better. They've just passed 100 million bucks in ARR, growing 30 to 40% year over year, about $250 million raised, looking at potentially... An IP 
IPO coming up here shortly, serving over 150,000 business logos on their platform. Economics are super healthy with the 16-month payback period on these accounts that come on and start paying them, call it 1200 bucks in first-year ACV. Churn is below 2% logo churn per month and net negative revenue churn because of their in-product expansion being at super healthy levels. Team of 1500 based in San Bruno, California, India, and other remote locations. Jiresh, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.